Hi, if you are really good at what you do and you love serving your clients and you've got a few of them, but you want to earn more scalable or passive income, you're going to really love today's show. Also, if you want to understand the power of alignment, alignment means that you are coming from your mission based on purpose, you're also going to get a lot from today's show. See you on the inside. Hey, and welcome, Andrew. I'm really looking forward to t- working with you today. Hey, Perry, I'm looking forward to it too, mate. Okay, so Andrew, you know, I've known you for quite some time, so this makes my job a little bit easy today, and I'm going to have a little bit of fun with this because, you know, you've built yourself a pretty successful health business, health and wellness business, and we're going to get into what that looks like in a moment. And you have, you know, quite a strong expertise and are well known for what you do. So you're, you're really positioned as an expert. Maybe what we'll do is just share a little bit about your clinic, number of staff. Yeah, let's start with that. What okay. you guys do and what you guys specialize in. Cool. So it's, um, it's a chiropractic clinic, but it's very much based in the practice of kinesiology. So uh, it's been operating since about 2003. So currently um, it's myself. I have another chiropractor who works for me. And in fact, I've just um, extended an offer to someone a couple of days ago, another chiropractor to join our team. Uh, and I'm really looking for another one even beyond that. So we have about three, you know, sort of support staff. Um, you know, the business runs really well. It's great. Um, we all love what we do. We're all very excited about it. We take a very holistic approach. We really look at that whole, you know, whole person, the whole kind of mind, body, spirit, or structural, chemical, emotional, as we talk about aspect of things. So, um, yeah, I mean, the clinic's great. It's, it's very fulfilling work. It's exciting that it's growing and, um, you know, at the same time, it's it's time to expand beyond that as well. Yeah, we're going to get into that in a second. But I, I've got a couple of questions because I, I, I just, I love what you do and I love what you're about. What I'd like to actually dig into quickly, I know that you are going to, you know, add some passive income models to your business. And I, I know that we're going to be looking at that in a moment. But I sort of want to slow it down a little bit and actually even have a quick discussion about how you have, created the success of your clinic so what, what do you think that the what do you think the success of your clinics being built on i think um in the earlier days it was very much built on my own passion i mean i really love what i do i've always been completely fascinated by what i do and um you know i've been very fortunate and grateful to be in that position and it's fairly easy to build a business you know, kind of based on your own energy and personality, provided that you're good at what you do, you know, and I've always um, invested heavily in my own skills and expertise and kind of, you know, set excellence as the standard. So that in the beginning, I think, really built that business. Plus, you know, I've also um, had help from coaches and mentors. You know, I didn't try and figure it all out on my own. I was quite happy to go out and invest on that level as well. Um that sort of reached, though, a, a ceiling, if you like, um, which was where I really had to take on staff and team and, um, like, take on another chiropractor. And I found that was a whole different ball game because it was no longer just based on my energy and my skills and, you know, sort of I never really had to advertise a lot in my business when it was just about me, but when it was about building up another practitioner you know, I really had to learn a lot more about how to market, how to communicate what we do, um, how to, you know, train a team, support a practitioner. It's kind of a whole different skill set. So the last... Yeah, I actually want to dig into that a little bit, um, Andrew, because I think there's going to be some really good lessons here for the people that are watching and listening to this. Um, and the first one that I, I, I sort of want to bring everyone's attention to, and you... you the listeners can probably pick this up about you, I would imagine. Uh, Andrew is very sincere. Um, 
So what do, we, what do I mean by sincere? I mean, he really cares about his clients. He, this is his purpose. I'm going to get into alignment soon. This is his purpose. So he's constantly studying and learning and developing a real expertise in what he does. So when he first set up his clinic, clients come to him and they can feel his sincerity. They can feel how much he cares and he's got a lovely manner about him, obviously, and you can probably pick that up from how he communicates, but they also perceive his expertise. He has a real high level of expertise. And, Andrew, you constantly train and learn, don't you, still to this day? Constantly. I mean, I've just yeah. come back from a weekend in Melbourne, you know, for, I'm, I'm always studying. Yeah, so so people, you, you actually listen to a real expert here. Now, now the, the problem with that, so, so the great thing about that is, that he would have gotten just a, a massive amount, he would have built a massive amount of goodwill, a massive uh, referral following. So his clients would have sort of gone out and said, wow, this Andrew's amazing. You've got to go and see him. Um, for, for all sorts of problems, by the way, back problems, probably everything, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, and then in, in some way, Andrew becomes a victim to his own success. So his own success traps him. And I can imagine you must have got at some point quite tired, you know. To be honest, I think at a few points, I think, you know, maybe two major points, but um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and this is the problem, everybody, when you build your business around you, your star power, your attractive factor and your expertise. Uh, there are smart ways to do that, which we can actually talk about in a second, because you could, this is where I go next with this. Andrew said that after that point that he sort of, you know, a few times started to burn out and had that experience of, of being trapped by his own success, <laughs> he then went to bring on other chiropractors. Now, this is what we call a mini-me model, obviously. A mini-me means in my business I have coaches that work with me. Um, and that's a mini-me, meaning that I can replicate myself through my coaches. Uh, there's a problem and challenge in doing that, and Andrew found that out. So first of all, if you bring other people on, I, I, I've never asked you this, but, you know, you've got your set of values. So we're actually looking at a set of Andrew's values. Here, so we we know that Andrew is uh, has a, a high degree of expertise, but that's based on what's the word? Geez, oh, I've got a, I had a flu this week, and I just noticed my brain not working as well. Um, no, it's it's uh, starts with C. It's, a, it's he he wants to do everything he does really well to the highest degree of perfection. Is that true, Andrew? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and, and it's those values that attracted people to him, but that doesn't mean that the other chiropractors that he brings on have the same value systems. And if they don't have those same value systems, they won't have the magnetic pull that Andrew had. And therefore, Andrew therefore has to suddenly step up and spend more time marketing, um, by the way, have you experienced that, Andrew, where you've you employed others that don't have that magnetic attractive factor that you have because of your value systems? Yeah, I have. I mean, I've. Uh, it, it, the other issue is it takes a long time to find people. You know, I've really tried to, to work around that, but it takes a long time to find someone who's at least a reasonable fit and who, you know, who you can sort of train up. But, um, but yes, I definitely found that at every point when I've taken someone on, there's a real challenge with getting people to see that person. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So just just for, for those listening, and this is for Andrew himself. We're not going to work with this because Andrew's actually passed this. I know where Andrew's at in his business, but one of the things that one of Andrew's potential mistakes when he first set his business up is not extending, but because it was just him, to start with. So 
you've got to find a way of being able to shift the star power from oneself to the brand. I'll say that again. You've got to be able to find a way of shifting the star profile from the individual to the brand so that the entire clinic or the entire business, if you're another business, has that star pulling power. And that's a, 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 there's a couple of things involved with that. First of all, it's the marketing, how things are communicated. And it also has a, a lot to do with ensuring that your team are key experts. I'm just going to go sideways here for, an, for, for a moment, Andrew, because I worked with a salon in Perth. Uh, this was a hair salon years ago, and the guy was a guru. Like he, and in the fashion industry, it's funny. I'm not a fashion person, but in the fashion industry, you know, this guy worked with all the models and the movie stars, and and you know, it, it's it's an industry of status. So everyone, including customers, looked up at this guy like he was some magician lord, and. He had other people working for him, but everyone came to that salon basically for him. And same thing, he, he built the business around himself. No one really wanted to go and see the other uh, stylists. Uh, he charged way more than the other stylists. That was part of his positioning factor. And he burnt out. And he uh, asked me to help him shift his salon so that he could back out of it. And a big part of that was how we had to work to take the star power away from him and put it into the brand of the salon, meaning he had to communicate about his uh, his team as they were as though they were the superstars, and 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 they were as good as him. Now, this was an issue for this person. It would not be for Andrew, and I'll tell you why for a moment. But his ego found that really hard, and he himself, you know, he'd spent his whole life thinking of himself as the best and projecting it out into the marketplace. And that's where he got his sense of self-worth from. So it was a real hard thing for him to step back and, and turn the brand into a superstar brand based on those values. And, again, you, you can't do that without expressing the values of the business owner's uh, star power into the team. So you have to be very careful about who you choose and select to your team because they've got to have the same values as you. You get that, don't you, Andrew? Yeah, absolutely. Now, with Andrew, that's not going to be a problem because Andrew's not an egoic guy. He's about service. However, we're going to see this soon. Andrew loves working with people because he gets an inherent satisfaction out of that on a deep heartfelt level, and that will trap him exchanging time for money so he will have to confront something to go to the next level of scalability and i want to get into that soon but just just quickly andrew because can you what do you guys specialize in helping with, with, with people's health um issues and challenges you know this is always a hard one to nail down because what we do is so many different things you know we're really across virtually any um sort of health issue but uh we kind of there's four key areas we've identified. One is is pain, you know, any sort of pain, whether it's back pain, neck pain, headaches, sore knees, you name it. Um, we do a lot of work with digestion. People have issues around digestion. We do a lot of work with hormones and energy and tiredness. These days we're really kind of focusing in the area of like adrenal burnout in that area because that's just becoming epidemic. And um, the other one, which is a little different to the others, but is really kids with learning difficulties and that kind of, you know, developmental delays, that whole kind of autistic spectrum. We um, have some particular expertise in working with that area as well. Great. Okay. Just for anyone listening, I can't speak more highly of Andrew. You can uh, probably tell that. Uh, the guy's incredible. He is got a great brain on him. He is a very good educator. You know, some health practitioners are really good at helping with their health, but they can't explain things properly. Uh, Andrew can. He's all over the sciences. Um, so I would recommend if anyone here is this, watching this or listening to this is struggling with any form of health issue, I really urge you to uh, check Andrew out or his clinic out. Andrew, if they want to 
get in contact with you, what would they need to do? Uh, well, actually, look, we're in the process of rebuilding and rebranding our website at the moment. But um, if anyone wants to sort of contact me personally, if they have any questions, um, email is going to be the easiest way to do that. Um, so Andrew at hillsspinal.com is my email. And, you know, I'm happy to, if, like I said, if anyone has questions or challenges, I'm happy to have a chat with them. Great. Thanks for that, Andrew. Okay, so here we go. You've, you've reached this, this certain amount of success. And in some ways, that success becomes a comfort zone and a trap, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Right, okay. We're going to go sideways for a second. So we know it becomes a trap. And we know that you would like way more passive income so you can have more freedom and, and more time. Um, but I also know that you're very mission-based, which we're going to be really tapping into to help you move towards scale. I feel that's really important. You're going to see why as we start to, to dig into what you probably need to do as a business person. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to just touch base with this mission right now. So when did you first notice that you had a real profound interest in health, the human uh, body, mind complex and the, the way that the mind, body, emotions and spirit all tend to work together. When did you first sort of see that, that as a passion? You know what? Um, it was a little bit of a weird journey for me because it wasn't, you know, as a child, I mean, I've always been interested in the sciences and how things work and how people and minds work and all that, but it wasn't really clear when I left high school, I actually went and studied a year of structure, um, like environmental and structural engineering, civil engineering. And um, <laughs> by the way, Andrew, that makes sense with you. Yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah, you would have done that. Um, I did a year of it, realized that wasn't, well, actually, I didn't realize, I took a year off thinking I was going to go back to it, but I, I never did. But at that time, I was a very, very passionate rock climber. I was um, working in a rock climbing gym i was probably rock climbing five or six days a week uh, and i was my life was basically about music and rock climbing and through that and i was doing a lot of yoga and a lot of training um i was you know very very fit and it was really about pushing the limits both physically and and mentally it's one of the things i loved about rock climbing was you you're totally in the moment when you're you know really pushing that limit and so it came out of that. I realized I didn't want to go back to the, the engineering. And, um, you know, funny enough, it was actually my mom who suggested, well, maybe you should look at like naturopathy or chiropractic or something. Um, and I kind of went, yeah, you know, chiropractic's a, a, a university degree. I'll go check that out. Um, and quite liked it. But it wasn't really until my final year when I was introduced to applied kinesiology, which took the whole thing a whole lot deeper. It took it beyond just structure into that whole chemistry and emotion. And that kind of, I feel like that was a massive turning point in my life. I, you know, I don't know if I'd still be interested in just cracking backs if that's all I was doing, but that really profoundly kind of gave me tools to investigate all aspects of kind of, you know, how we perform as humans and, it's really been, you know, a journey in that direction ever since. Yeah, that, that would have really got you because you've got a strong seeker searcher uh, subpersonality. And for those that are w- watching that don't know what a subpersonality is, our personality is made up of parts and everyone can see that, you know, when you, when you have that feeling of a, one part of me wants to do this and another part of me wants to do that and they're in conflict, we've all experienced that. In, in our work, when we're working with our entrepreneurs uh, or with our investors, we, we really help them understand all the different sub-personalities that make up their personality because those sub-personalities make choices for us. And uh, there's another important thing to say here. When we can connect with our sub-personalities, we're really able to align with purpose. So with that, and I can really sense that, Andrew, and I really want to work with this today because some business owners I can't, not to the same extent I can with you because it's really showing up strongly for you. So when you started to understand... um, and deepen into, through the kinesiology, the whole mind-body-spirit interaction aspect, I can tell that you felt that you really had tools that allowed you to help people, correct? 
Yeah. And, and to investigate myself, like muscle testing, such an amazing tool. You know, I really started to dig into my own mindset and that whole sort of self-development and exploration really took off for me around that time. And then, yeah, and, and like all good uh, uh, seeker searches, when you would find out things about yourself and when you would apply the tool, guarantee the first thing you wanted to do was apply that to other people that needed help in that yes. area. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I'd, I'd learn from myself to help my clients and I'd learn from my clients to help myself. Great, great. Okay. Um, I, I would also observe, because I, I can really tap into this, uh, you, your, if I said to you that one of your main motivations in life is to be of service, what would you say to that? Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah. Um, now, that service, so just quickly, people, you know, the, people live at different levels. People live at different levels. So, you know, I, I, I see people following the Kardashians and so excited about watching the Kardashians and they're really wrapped up in trivia, uh, popular culture, and, and, you know, they're living at one level of life. And typically that's not a level of life that, is deeply fulfilling. It can be quite egoic. Certain people have a, a, a call, calling that goes beyond their ego, uh, goes beyond their, their personality, and that's certainly what I'm working with when I'm working with Andrew. And so can you see that you're perfectly aligned for the healing arts and for serving, Andrew? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, great. By, would you consider yourself in your purpose? Yeah, I would. I, I always feel like we could deepen further into that, but yes, I would. We're about to. You'll see. Awesome. Great. So we're going to work with this right now. This is great. Okay. So we just quickly, what are the benefits to you, do you think, of being connected to your purpose? I think um, for anyone, it it's, gives you um, certainly energy and drive. I mean, you know, I really do still love to learn more about getting better at what I do. And I love to go and then, you know, apply with it when I really kind of get in the zone with helping people in the clinic, I'm kind of, um, I really do get in the zone, you know, kind of, um, it's like play for me. Um, so having that, you like, I really can't imagine, you know, working some boring nine to five, going to work in a bank or anything like that. There's just no, no energy and no joy in that for me. So, it, it gives you um, a reason. And, I mean, at the same time, you know, I, I work long hours. Um, I do um, – I put a lot in, but it gives me a reason to do that. I get a lot back from it. Co correct. Okay. So the, the key thing of when he talked about a timelessness when he works with clients is like play. That's a sign that he's in purpose. That means he will be deeply fulfilled in what he does. But now we're going to go to something. And Andrew's already mentioned this because at the same time – and. Uh, Andrew is a bit frustrated and this is why he's frustrated because his, his purpose and being in his purpose and working with clients has put him in a comfort zone and something in him knows that because something in him wants to take it further and wants to share more and this is what we're going to be digging into. Can you see that there's part of you that's a bit frustrated? Yeah, I can. Yeah. And that part of you that's frustrated is saying there's more for you. Now, that's really interesting. Actually, I want you to just check and say if this, see if this is true. You'll have your own desires for things, right, like we all do. You might you like more holidays and what have you. But this part of you that I can feel, it, it wants you, it feels like you're playing a smaller game and that you have way more people to reach. Yeah, I, um, I have an awareness of that for sure. Thank you. So this is what I'd like you to see. This is why I've taken the tact that I've taken today. That that part of you um, is asking you to step up in your purpose and mission. It's not even about you. It's about how many people you can reach. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to start to work with some key principles here. And again, this is real service because this is this is this is big for you. I don't. Uh, it's just big. Your whole life here on this planet is to serve. Yeah. You get that? Yep. Yeah. And so, by staying small in your clinic, having a few other practitioners that work with you, 
you know, for all intents, and this is where we're going to go with this, for all intents and purposes, you've already created a successful life. But this other part saying, Andrew, you've got more people to serve, help, and reach. Yeah. Right. So in some ways, this is your sort of like spiritual driver to serve even more. So I'm going to ask you a question just quickly. How many people do you think this part of you wants you to, to reach? I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> it's a lot, though. Um, it's, you know what, I, I really, what frustrates me massively is when I see people who don't have access to the sort of results that we can achieve in the clinic and as a result are living a lesser life than they should be. And I see that, you know, I travel a lot. My wife's got family overseas and like I go there and I treat all the family and they say, well, you know, this is amazing. Where can we get more of this? And I keep trying to find that for them and I don't. And I feel like everyone should have access to that. You know, people shouldn't be living with pain or restriction or limitation or a brain that's not working properly or whatever. For some physical reason that or whatever physical chemical emotional whatever but some reason that can easily be fixed and taken care of if the right person with the right knowledge and skills was available to them so you know it's it's like it should be for everyone that's um a a real frustration for me great great Uh, and i just really wanted to work with that way so the audience could hear that's a real mission you can sense that that's a mission my friend that's an absolute mission the guy, I forget his name, the famous Australian, I think it was Holloway, who used to go overseas and work on everyone's eyes in the third world countries that couldn't afford it. Um, this is this is the kind of mission that's showing up in you, Andrew. Yeah. It's as big as that, okay? Yeah. Now, just for everyone listening, we, we that's a calling, it's a mission, and it comes from deep within him. It's prompting him. It's, it would have been knocking um, <laughs> on his sort of door for, for, for years, and, and he can't ignore it. When you have a calling, it just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. Now, the reason that we ignore it, and this isn't just Andrew, this is all people, if you get a calling to upgrade, to go and serve more, to do something else to change your life, the, the first thing that's going to happen is the ego structure, um, and the ego structure, again, is just a bunch of your subpersonalities that make up your personality. Your personality is not who you are, it, but it, it, it's based on your genetic imprinting, it's based on what you've learned and been taught, the beliefs that you have and the rules you have, your fears, etc., cetera, um, and your desires. Well, they're going to be triggered when you're asked to upgrade. Um, so we're going to go and look at that with Andrew now. So first of all, let's go and look at why that would be uncomfortable because there is an element of uncomfortableness in it, but I can also tell that you are ready to break free. That's just where this internal uh, motivation is sitting at the moment. So to do what you have to do to start with, you have to be really seen. It means that you're going to be seen in the world. The moment you get out there and you've got a market and you're going to scale and you're creating scalable business models and you're having to reach a lot of people, you start moving quite differently as a business person, first of all. So let's, uh, let's go and have a look at some of those things. So obviously there'll be the fear of being seen or rejected might show up a bit, Andrew, would that be correct? Yep. Yep, yep. great. Um, the other aspect to that, and this is a big one, actually. Uh, this is actually quite strong. It's losing its grip on you. But how comfortable are you doing what you do? Look, um, internally, you know, very comfortable and increasingly more so over the years, but definitely because what I do steps outside the boundaries of kind of what's considered normal in a lot of cases. Um, and it's, you know, there's, there's some quite seemingly a bit woo woo aspects to it. Um, there's always has been some resistance around really owning that um and really being seen to do that you know there's a lot of pressure from uh the mainstream around chiropractic at the moment trying to put us in this little box and what i do is very far outside of that and so that has been and you're right it's something that um i'm much more comfortable with now than i ever have been before but there's still definitely room for improvement 
Yeah, absolutely. And I can also see that you're constantly getting messaging from your, you know, from the media and the organisations that will remind you of why you should keep your head down, hide a bit and stay in the, in the box, right? Yep. Great. Okay. What is it going to take for you? We're going to go, I'm just going to go start angle into something here to feel super comfortable about working in a different way, out there educating with more scalable income. What will it take for you, do you think? I think um, it's a good question. And I mean, I don't have an easy answer, but I think it is letting go of attachment to being accepted by certain, you know, I kind of have a community within chiropractic and I have a community within applied kinesiology, which is the particular form of chiropractic that I do. And I'm very known and connected in those communities. And I think it's letting go of the safety of that and being willing to step outside it and just where whatever level of judgment comes with that. Okay, really, really interesting. Really interesting. I'm going to keep, we're going to keep, we're going to go to the model soon, but you're just hitting on to something and, and I can really feel it for you. It, it's almost as though you'd have to let go of everything from the past to do this. Yeah, it kind of it feels that way. I mean, in reality, I'm sure it's not that way, but it's got that feeling about it. Exactly. But you have to be willing to. Let's stay with this bit. You have to be willing to let go of everything because that's how it's perceived. So what you have is you have a whole community, a whole network. Oh, we're going to have an interesting conversation because I can bring myself into this. A whole network of people that know you and what you've sold them. And you've hidden certain parts of you, this more uh, uh, spiritual part, mm. so to speak. Yep. Correct? Yes. And with your work, you're not averse to working with energy and manipulating energy in the human body as an example. So these are very advanced healing techniques, but that they aren't accepted by the mainstream. Yeah. Right. So what? just stay with this for a moment. So here you are, and, and I'll, I'll bring myself into this. So for many years, uh, I kept my professional life and my personal life very, very separate. And in my professional life, like you, um, I have skill sets that are considered very do-do-do-do. I can read people without seeing them instantly. And at, <laughs> I work in business and with investors, the most logical are types around. I, I work with very educated human beings who have come up through the sciences. I love the sciences. So I really learn and think that life's changed now that we live in a different world, but I really learned to hide my skill set. I would still use it to serve my clients, but I wasn't going out into the world yelling about it or even really communicating it in a way that would cause me to get rejected because it would have gotten me rejected. Okay. So we're both in the, we're, we're both in the same boat, right? Yeah. Right. And so, <coughs> excuse me, what happens is you're, you're around these people. They love you. You love them. This is your professional networks. People know who you are based on what you've sold them, keeping these parts hidden. And so you have to be willing when you, by the way, it's like a gay person coming out, right? I'm just thinking of that right now. It's like a gay person coming out who's hidden it for years. They're like, well, I have to be willing to lose everyone. They're not going to, but they have to be willing to. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Right. Now, in that, what happens is through that process, and it's interesting because I'm a bit tapped into you at the moment. There's a party that wants that. Um, through that, that's a very freeing process. So I've been through that process, interesting enough. Andrew, and for the most part, uh, as I started to clearly communicate what I did and who I was about, who I am on that level, um, I, you know, I couldn't keep my professional and personal life separate anymore. Everyone knew I was claiming, well, I've got an ability to read people. Mm. Um, and in reality, certainly certain people would have moved against me, but for the vast majority came with me. 
Yeah. Uh, but in that, and I'll just bring this back to me, is my own sense of liberation and authenticity. Authenticity. Yeah. And I, I observe, and this is really interesting. I'm just sharing this. I haven't thought about this, Andrew. I'm just sharing this because you and I, we're talking about a shared challenge, and I'm probably just a little bit further ahead with this than you, right? Yeah. That my sense of authenticity, once I did that, went through the roof. I felt like I had nothing to hide anymore. I'm really being who I am and claiming who I am and what I do. And the only thing that happened after that were good things. Because, and why? And sorry if I'm comes in my communication. As I said, I haven't thought about these things until this conversation because I'm really congruent then. I'm just congruent. I'm telling the world who I am, what I'm about. I'm not lying. I'm not hiding. This is what I, what I am, who I am. Yes. And so you can buy me or not. But what, the other thing I observed is I spoke with more power once I did that because once I was free of worrying about what people thought of me um, and was willing to, be, to, to let the old group go, um, I just increased in, in, in power. So we're probably looking at a key principle there now, which is, for want of better words, um, the more aligned and authentic you are with self, and your purpose and mission and what you're here to do, the more truthful you are to that rather than being concerned about what other people think, you probably do experience more power as an individual um, in the world and within you, within yourself. Does that make sense, Andrew? Yeah, I think that's true for sure. Yeah, So, so, and you're right. So just if, symbolically what I'm feeling for you is you have to be willing to take that risk. If you take that risk, everything's going to shift for you because there's an element of hiding at the moment. So, and it's, it, it's about to end, I can tell, um, that the element of hiding is, well, you know, that's a bit confronting doing that. So I'll just, this is kind of an, almost an unconscious habit. It's like, I don't really want to do that yet, so I'll just go and work in the clinic and, and, and get my good feelings from working with the clients. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I can see that pattern. Yeah. I'm just going to work with you in another way. Okay. I, I, want to, I want you to just imagine that you're on your deathbed. Okay. Can you do that for a moment? Yeah, sure. And... I'm going to approach this in a couple of different ways. The first one is what would you, to be super fulfilled on your deathbed, knowing you've lived your fullest life, what would have you have had to have achieved or done? The first thing really is um, to have taught my boys, I've got two little boys, to have taught them to live authentically um whatever that is for them you know i don't have an attachment to what they do or who they become so long as it's their best version of them um i would need to have um really felt the same is true for me you know that i've i've become the best version of myself that i can and in that um like impact, you know, shared that with people, impacted a lot of lives. I see, um, you know, I go through, I'm constantly working on myself and everywhere where I go through some kind of challenge with myself, I look out and I see people all over the place struggling with that thing. And I think, um, you know, really um, not holding anything back, not keeping anything in, you know, if, if there's someone to help on that level, then making sure that I did that. Great. Okay. What does that look like? Now, the, just for everyone listening, what I'm working with is because it, Andrew has a mission. I can feel it in him. He's owned that. It is to be bigger. But this is where we're going now. Um, it is to serve. And what I observe even in Andrew's answer there, he, he is connected to the answer, but he's still avoiding the truth about the mission, about what the mission really wants for him. Um. And there's a humbleness in Andrew that won't allow him to own this too. So we're going to look at that. This is this is going to be great, actually, because uh, I don't often get to work with a humble as a sabotage. Um, so am I helping you right now? <laughs> we'll get into the humbleness, but I need you to connect with what would it look like if you were on your deathbed, those things that you've said are correct. 
What it would look like um, is really having lived a very full life, um, you know, lots of travel experiences. I don't feel like life's meant to be, you know, lived in, in four walls and really um, what does that look like? Mm. It's really interesting because I'm going to tell you something. You're, it's almost like you're being asked to shift vocation. I'm seeing something really clearly quite right now that I haven't fully seen, right? Just keep going with this. But now a lot of things make sense. So what it would look like. So I'm now I'm going to get down to just ask you another question. I've cut you off, but for good reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really, how many people would have you reached for you to feel... Because that's the sort of thing you're avoiding at this point. How many people would you really like? Yeah, and it, it's funny. I can feel how stuck I am on that. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. You yeah, don't yeah. want to own this, right? Yeah, it's like, you know, thousands to, to millions. It's um, Just watch thousands to millions, but it's really, really, it's the upper end. Why did you downplay it? Thousands to millions. So it's yeah, completely it's different number. Millions just because millions is the the thought that occurred but it just feels big it feels like who am i to even you know think on that level remember i said the humbleness before yeah okay so that's the humbleness coming in that's the personality downgrading who am i to be that or who am i to do that now just So, Andrew, Andrew's been around this work a bit with me over the years, so I'm just going to pause here and probably share something with him that I wouldn't share with someone that's just fresh to this work. I, I need that's the crux point at the moment for you, Andrew, when you go away from this. Mm, yeah, what is it in me, and you've already felt it, what is it in me that is downplaying the mission? So everyone listening, the mission, is, is it comes from his insides. This is calling. Okay, now I'm just going to own it. It says go out there and teach millions of people, millions. Help millions of people. There's nothing egoic in that at all. It's it's not self-aggrandizing. It's it's the service impulse. And and just to to show you something, your humbleness, oh, I can feel I almost want to give you a slap. Your humbleness that won't let you own that, how many people will suffer because of that? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. Get it. Your humbleness will mean that it will downgrade you and you won't serve the people that you could serve. Mm. Mm. So that's work on for, for when we're off call, but you can, you can sense that's the crux. That is actual crux point at the moment. Yeah, I can. Can you feel that? Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. There's a part of me wants to disappear at the moment. That's fine. That's normal. Yeah, it's you can always feel it's like, oh, do I have to go there? But yeah, I completely get that I do. Yeah, it's really interesting because I, I think I asked you earlier, what would it take? What it'll take is is this is why I've taken you to your deathbed because it it. Because you're not so much about you, you are about you, but you're not so much about you. The mission's about others. It, it would be guilt in who you didn't serve. Yeah. Right? It would be a sense of shame about downplaying yourself so you couldn't get in and, and serve. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Now, there's nothing. I'm just going to say it uh, rather than work with it. Um. It's like your calling's asking you to be a teacher, not a practitioner. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm actually really aware of that. Great. Now we're going to work with this a little bit. <laughs> so, how long have you been aware of that? Um, I don't know, but certainly for a while. Um, and even, I mean, that's showing up very physically in my life right now in terms of developing some arthritis in my thumbs, which is really. Um, but even in my business, knowing that I need to employ more practitioners and my role is to teach and mentor them rather than be the guy on the front lines. It's So certainly at least for a few years, I've had a real awareness of that. Great. Okay. So I, I, I want to just work with that. So the teacher calling is really strong in you. And by the way, everybody, um, I, uh, uh, I, I, I think this is interesting anyway. 
I have a, a, a lot of people who, business owners who want to produce content and they need to get out there and, and show the world their expertise, many doing videos and things like that. And um, a, a lot of these clients of mine, they look at me and go, geez, Perry's so comfortable on camera and he's, uh, he, he can tell a good story and keep people engaged. I hope everyone watching and listening to this thinks that. Anyway, I'm joking, but um, that's how people will tend to perceive me. And in doing that, if they're more the reserved, quiet, analytical type, they sort of go, well, I'm not that. And I have to go, tell them to go and watch some of Andrew's videos because Andrew's the opposite personality style to me. But when he presents, because he's got a strong teacher sub-personality, very strong, and I can see now why, um, that would have developed over the years because that's his next phase of development. Um, I guess go and watch him because he'll Andrew will hold your attention without using his personality. I use my personality nonstop when I'm presenting, as you'd know, Andrew. Um, so you, you can just see even your internal skill set uh, as a teacher element has uh, arisen in you. You're just really good at teaching. Now, there's another element here that I can feel is a bit of a blockage. There's a reservation to going into, into being the teacher because as a practitioner, you get something, a reward that you don't get as easily when you teach. Can you see that? I can, yeah. Let, let's just, just explain that to the audience. Because um, when I think about, you know, not being um, the practitioner, um, the story that you know, that comes to me is like, oh, but I learned so much from working with my clients and that's how I develop my skills and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But, and, and that's true. And I'm sure I'll always do some of that, but there's also, um, I am aware of that, you know, when you really take someone who, whose health or life or whatever is really shitty, you know, and they've got a problem and you help them sort out that problem. Obviously there's a lot of reward in that you know one of my teachers says um we have the best job on the planet because people tell us all day long how great we are um so there's a real um very immediate payoff to that you know on kind of an ego level great that is a bigger uh aspect than you probably realize in this as well andrew because yeah. you're actually really quite strongly addicted to that and i understand it mm. um Personally, I get just as much satisfaction from people telling me how much their coaches, my coaches have helped them as, as, as I do. So that, that is a sense of satisfaction that you end up getting when you're a, a teacher. And can you see that you've got to go beyond that to go to the next level of your calling and, and with, with the more scalable business model? Yeah, I can. And that's a real penny drop moment there, you know, when I get as much satisfaction from hearing how well my practitioners in my clinic are doing as I get from doing it personally. Like I can see the, the shift that needs to occur there. Yeah. There's another thing. I feel this all the time too, uh, Andrew. So similar thing. Often I teach and, and I'm online teaching or I'm running webinars teaching. And as you know, I'm just about to run a business development workshop up on the Gold Coast and uh, shameless spruik here right now. If, if you are up in, you're in Australia and you're in, Southeast Queensland, I'm running a, 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 a workshop, one-day workshop called Fire Yourself, which shows you how to set up a business so that it runs independently of you, meaning you don't have to work in the business at all or you can choose to work in it as much as you like or you can do what I'm about to suggest to Andrew. Andrew, you can always work with three or four clients to keep your skills in place and then you take that to teaching instead of working with, you know, 40 clients or whatever, you get me? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's, that, that's how that, that works. Um, okay. That, that's really strong for you. Now, sorry, I was going to say before, as I said, brain's not working so well today. I'm always working on the internet. I'm, 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 I'm teaching in webinars. I'm, I'm teaching at, 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 to audiences. And I don't get any immediate feedback from them, Andrew. Yeah. Right. And 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 when I don't get that immediate feedback, uh, based on how I am, because you and I, we we are relational. We get our sense of good feelings out of serving and helping. It, it took me a while to sort of get used to. Well, I am 
because then it, the, the, the feedback comes in a more delayed manner. Mm. You know, you might get an email two days after you've run a presentation or that, that night, how much it helps someone. And, and it, 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 it is something that has to be navigated. Yeah, I mean, I noticed it even, you know, because I do um, group sessions and stuff, even just, um, you know, Tuesday night I did a group kind of teaching and the difference when you've got people on that Zoom call who can actually um, see you and during the presentation they're mostly muted but you're still, you know, kind of eye to eye with them versus if if nobody shows up and you, you know, you know that it's still going out, there's a whole bunch of people who are, tuning into this but they're not there live there's definitely a different feeling to it correct okay let's go to so you there's two really strong work-ons there the Mm. first one is this humbleness that won't let you own how many people you truly want to serve and the second one is this immediate gratification you want from what we call the practitioner self Mm. versus the teacher self they're both really strong showing up in your consciousness as, as, as actually the major forms of saboteur at this point in time, less so than the fear of rejection. I almost feel like you're ready to do that and you probably can see that. Is that correct? Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's go to business models. Um, I haven't asked you to, if there's any question you have for me, but you want to go to business models? Yeah, Matt, let's do it. Yeah. So as a teacher... Uh, let's just go to, we had a conversation last week, I think it was, about the amount of burnout in the planet. We, we, we were saying that most people are now sort of slopping around in this body that's now normalised, which is low energy, you know, just getting through the day, no vibrancy, and it's become the new norm. Yeah, very much. Yeah. And that's because of the pressures of life. And people aren't taught what you could teach them. So as a teacher, what kind of platforms could you use that you could monetize that would allow you to work at scale and serve the world in the way that you'd love to? Well, um, probably for a year or two, I've had kicking around in the back of my head that at some point it's going to be time to write another book um, because I have written one, but I can really feel there's another one there. So that's one of those platforms. Um, you know, working with group coaching group kind of programs, you know, in the, the, the program that I run, the Abundance Circle, you know, sort of communicating with people through a Facebook group and through live Zoom sessions, you know, similar to the model that you use in your coaching. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a whole lot of scale potential there. Um, they're kind of the big ones that I'm aware of at the moment. You know, I mean, having the ability to put content online and reach a lot of people certainly opens up huge possibility for scale. Yeah, I see a couple of things. You wouldn't mind me just quickly going into that. Please so, do. Yeah, nothing that uh, nothing you've said I disagree with. I could just see it going to another level. So, uh, two things. The first one is I saw a YouTube channel. Yeah. Of, uh, a YouTube channel that would be monetized through advertising. So you would be doing, because this is a topic that so many people will tap into. You, you would build a very successful YouTube channel, I believe. Yeah. And in that YouTube channel, there would be paid advertising. So, you know, every you, you might be doing 40-minute, 50-minute videos and uh, you would be paid for the advertising that would pop up every uh, 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is that you decide. Yep. Okay, um, and secondly, there's, there's several things coming to mind, but the next one is product. See, in 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 positioning yourself and, and being like developing a YouTube channel with your content, uh, driving people into the coaching program, as you said, but then then being able to supply product, your own or others, and you would get a percentage cut on that. Yeah. Okay. The, the the other thing that I saw is sponsorship. Okay. Um, because if you become a spokesperson for burnout, as an example, um, I talked about, you know, selling products that assist burnout. So we know that you're going to be working with adrenal fatigue, um, meditations, anything that, uh, you know, there's, there's all sorts of percentage cuts you can get on those products, but then you can also become the get sponsorship from 
uh, some of the uh, product suppliers. So just out of, out of interest, just give me a herb uh, herbal company or, or natural therapies company that you really rate their products. Just get, can you name one? Uh, yeah, there's a bunch, but the one I probably rate the highest is called Pure Health Solutions. Okay. So you imagine you've got this channel, this following, you're running your coaching programs and Pure Health pay you X amount of dollars a year to have their branding throughout everything and you're also getting a percentage of product sales. Yeah. Yeah? How are you yeah. feeling about that? Yeah, it feels kind of exciting, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had you thought about those things, by the way? Not on that level, no. Okay. YouTube channel, yes, but not so much the other ideas. Yeah, I, I, I would see that because one of the great things about sponsorship is, again, they assist you in building your profile. So if you've got the, the backing of big dollars from a more corporate-like company. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Let me just think about any other aspect of, oh, this could also tie back into, but this would be hard to do, by the way, because if you're as successful as you could be from what I've seen, it would be pretty hard to do this because you're, you're, the volume, sheer number of clients couldn't be dealt with by your clinic, you, you know, but you would be feeding clients into the clinic, right, but you'd end up with too many clients for the clinic. Get that? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I do have a bigger vision for the clinic than what it is, and it's it's not about me. It's about having a whole team of practitioners delivering, um, you know, delivering the programs that we have. Great. Yeah, good. Okay. Um, before we wrap up, do you have any questions? Um, oh, probably a million to will come later, but not right at the moment, mate. I can really see those couple of things, which, you know, on some level I kind of was aware of but it's really brought them into focus i can see that i've got some work to do around those ideas um and you know that's kind of exciting one thing i really wanted to come away with was a, a clear plan of action on a couple of things i need to tackle so i feel like i've got that thank you yeah no problem just just quickly and this is this is for you andrew but for everyone listening andrew has what we call a high level of emotional intelligence which is why when i've shared some of the things with him today he said oh yeah i can kind of see that i can kind of see that because he knows himself What's happening for Andrew is he's not exasperating the damage that these patterns are doing. I'll say that again. He's not exasperating the damage that these patterns are doing. He's not fully owning and seeing the damage that they're doing. And the biggest one around this, which is why I work the way that I did today, this these parts of him aren't really allowing him to see what his mission's really calling him to do. So if he could really be tapped into his mission and see how many people he's supposed to serve and help, um, it will set up a shame. Um, it will set up a shame about these other parts that are holding him back. That's what I really want you to work with. Does that make sense? Mm. You know, it's, it's like if, you, it's like if you, you'd feel ashamed if you didn't do the best thing for your kids, right? Yeah. Well, this is the same. You've got lots of kids out there, kids yep. in the sense of their lack of knowledge that you're here, actually here to serve. Yep. And you're not honouring the calling of that fully. Yeah, got it. Right. So other people are suffering because you're not willing to, to that well, you are going to, and we know that you're moving. But, you know, based on the patterns, you're, you're, you're uh, not doing the good in the world that you're here to do. Yeah, got it. <laughs> guilt inducing. Sometimes yeah. guilt is uh, a good thing, people. Just a little bit of stuff to work on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Andrew, thanks for that. I really love working with you today. And for those of you that are watching, if you're interested in working on your blocks, if you're interested in identifying what's happening for you on an unconscious level in regards to your blocks, as a business person or as an investor, then just check out the Whole Brain Wealth course. You'll see a link below, or if, it's, if you're listening to this on a, on a device, um, rather than watching it, just go to my website, perrymartin.com, and you'll see 
the whole grain wealth course there, uh, really inexpensive for what you get, get in, do that. And if you haven't already done so, make sure you go and do my entrepreneurial personality style assessment. Just go to businessdnaindicator.com. And if you want to be on the show, and you can be anonymous if you want, so no one needs to know who you are and what you're about, I'll just use another name. Just go to the website and apply for the show. Thanks, everybody, and I will talk to you all in the next show. Catch up.